Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. If you are looking for fat loss tips, if you're looking for health tips, if you're looking for tips to improve your relationship with your food, with your body, and change your mindset when it comes to dieting and losing weight, then, my friend, you are in the right place. Before I proceed with today's episode where I'm going to discuss the difference between fat loss and weight loss and that number on the scale, if you are interested in working with myself as your coach, I've opened up spots on the next program which starts the 20th of February. Spaces are limited so you want to head over to mandymayer.com and hit the sign up button and reserve your spot. I promise you it is a game changer. All right, let's get into today's episode. As I mentioned, I want to discuss fat loss versus weight loss. I want you to listen to this whole episode so that you can better your relationship with that number on the scale by understanding what that number on the scale actually measures. Because I know I used to be freaked out by the number on the scale and I'm like oh my self-worth that number on the scale is so high I'm so fat that is what I used to say to myself until I started understanding that that number on the scale doesn't dictate how much fat you are carrying it doesn't dictate your body fat percentage because that number on the scale is a number it is literally just a number of the entire weight of your body. Honestly, I would let that number on the scale throw me off track. I would get so despondent because I'm like, oh my goodness, why is it showing so much? What have I done wrong, etc, etc. And it shouldn't be the case. I don't ever want that number on the scale to throw any of you off track. Hence why I'm going to explain in detail the difference between fat loss and weight loss because there is a difference. And the moment you understand this, I really think you will better your relationship with that number on the scale and not only that number on the scale, but with your body as well. And I think those are two very important factors in this expedition of fat loss, weight loss, getting healthier so that you can continue to see progress. The term fat loss, essentially what that means is the reduction in fat mass, right? So your fat loss is the reduction in fat mass. Then weight loss is an overall reduction in body weight, in your body weight. It is very important to note that your body, my body, anybody's body is not made up of 100% fat. Meaning when you get on that scale and you see the scales reading, let's say 80 for example, that doesn't mean there's 80 kilograms of fat in your body. The lean muscle mass that your body has, that carries weight. The organs in your body, that carries weight. Everything around your body, in your body, on your body, your hair, your toenails, your fingertips, absolutely everything, that adds to the weight on the scale. It adds to that number on the scale. And most importantly, your body carries a fuck ton of water as well. And if you take, I'm going to give you a task now, after this podcast, take a bottle of water and put it on the scale. 
what's it going to do? It's going to give you a number on that scale. Why? Because water weighs something as well. Now imagine your body has got a huge percentage of water within it. Your body needs water in it to function. That water carries weight. And when you step on the scale, everything I just mentioned about your body, including the water, that is what is reflected on that number on the scale. So it's not just a number of fat, right? So remember, your fat loss is a reduction in fat mass. Your weight loss is an overall reduction in your body weight. Now, I know the next thing that I'm going to say, some of you might be like, oh, Mandy, that's disgusting. But if you wake up in the morning and you weigh yourself and you have not pooped yet, right, that poop in your body that has not been excreted yet, that carries weight as well. It really does, right? Even your wee, if you haven't made a whips, whips, woo, and you weigh yourself, that wee is fluid in your body, and that also carries weight. And that weight is reflected on the scale. So again, not fat mass, but weight. Just an interesting fact that I want to share with you is that your body can hold an average of about 50 to 60% water. So your body is made up of about 50 to 60% water. Your body needs that water in it to function. Have you ever watched MMA fights, so your mixed martial art fights? Before the time, the fighters have to make weight. They have to weigh in and they have to make weight for their weight category that they are fighting in. Now, if you've ever watched any of these MMA fight series or programs on TV, what you will see a lot of the fighters doing before they weigh in for their fight, they will actually call it a thing called cutting weight. And what they will do is they'll go and sit in a sauna to try and sweat out extra water in their body. They'll wrap themselves in black plastic bags and try and sweat out water in their body. They're trying to lose fluids so that they can cut weight, right? So let's say, for example, they are fighting in a 70 kilogram category and the fighter weighs 72 kilograms. He needs to weigh in at below 70 kilograms to be able to partake in that fight. So he needs to drop two kilograms before he can fight. What does he do? He drops that in water. And how does he do that? He or she, for that matter, sweats like crazy. Because when you sweat, your body is losing fluid, it's losing water. And when your body loses fluid or water, what's going to happen then? it's going to drop in weight because now you've got a smaller percentage of water within your body. A couple of days later, said fighter gets on the scale, weighs 69.8 kilograms, magically dropped three or two kilograms. That is not fat that that fighter is dropping. That is water weight that they have cut. So if you have ever run around with a black plastic bag around you or cling wrap around you in the hope that you're going to lose fat, essentially what you're doing is you're going to maybe lose weight because you are sweating more, but that doesn't equate to fat loss. That number on the scale will shift 
because you have dropped weight due to losing water, but you haven't necessarily dropped weight because of fat loss. Fat loss takes place when you are in a calorie deficit. So when you consume less calories than what your body needs, your body then needs to go in search for those missing calories, units of energy elsewhere, and then it will turn to your stored fat in your body to source that energy. And that is how fat loss takes place. Many people believe that the more you sweat, the more fat you lose. When you lose fat, essentially the process that happens is that fat that has been burnt in your body then gets exhaled as carbon dioxide. Okay, so you don't sweat it out. A small, a minute amount is excreted through bodily fluids. Majority of it is breathed out as carbon dioxide. When you sweat, you're losing water, and that water carries weight to it. So the number on the scale might drop because you've lost that water weight or the weight that comes with having that excess water in your body. Now here's an important thing that I want you to also understand is if you are doing lots of strength training and you're eating your protein, right? That's going to help you retain or build lean muscle mass. Always remember that your lean muscle mass carries weight as well. So a lot of the times you will expect that scale to drop substantially, but if you smashing it out in the gym, building those muscles, those muscles are going to carry weight as well. So then you're going to be like, oh, what I'm doing is wrong because I'm not seeing the number on the scale shift as fast as I want it to shift. But that doesn't mean that you are not losing fat. You might be losing fat in the process, but because you're also retaining or building your lean muscle mass, that weight that you would have lost through losing fat is now replaced by the weight that you have gained through building muscle. Have you ever seen those pictures floating around the internet where they have an overweight person, again we use 80 kilograms as an example, an overweight person of 80 kilograms and then a lean and ripped person also of 80 kilograms and they're like same weight, different body composition. And I think that should make it hit home for you is that you can lose fat and build muscle and still weigh the same. That's why it is so important to have multiple different ways that you are measuring progress and not only base your progress by the reading on the scale because that is enough to make anyone despondent and give up. You need to be able to identify the change in your body composition. This can be done through taking your centimeters on a bi-weekly or a monthly basis. Photos, take photos, take bi-weekly or even monthly photos might be a better option because it will allow you time to actually see the difference. Take photos, take frontal photos, take photos from the back, take photos of your biceps, take photos of your thighs, take photos of your bum, take photos of your coughs. You will see a difference if you have been consistent. Here is something important that I do need to mention and make sure that you understand as well is 
that if you've hit the gym once and done a 30-minute HIIT workout over the last four weeks, I don't think or I know that wouldn't be enough to build muscle that carries weight, right? So again, you don't want to be disillusioned by saying, you know what, I'm not dropping weight on the scale because I'm building muscle. Like you would have to actually put the work into building the muscle, eating enough protein to retain and build that muscle as well. So again, that's not me saying that you can't do it. It is me helping you set up your levels of expectations. Because a lot of the times I see people saying that they're not losing weight on the scale because they're building lean muscle, but actually have not been eating in a calorie deficit consistently, right? So again, you need to be able to be honest with yourself and say, yes, I have been smashing it out at the gym. Yes, I have been throwing the weights around. Yes, I have been eating sufficient amounts of protein to justify the fact that I am now building muscle and that is reflecting on the scale. That's why I always say, instead of guessing, right, take those measurements, take those photos, try on those old clothes that maybe didn't fit you in the past. Because when you are dropping fat and you're retaining lean muscle or you're building lean muscle, you will be able to see the difference on the photos. You will be able to feel the difference in your clothes, on your body. Now, in saying all of this, if fat loss is your goal, right? And you've got a substantial amount of fat to lose and you want to change your body composition. Ideally, you will want to see a shift on that scale, right? That's the the truth of the matter here. So when I weighed 110 kilograms, I didn't say to myself, oh, my body's made up of 50 to 60% of water. And, well, you know, maybe I've got some lean muscle and, you know, my skin and my organs. So, yeah, I'm content with that. No, no, no. I knew that I wanted to lose fat. And I knew that when I lost fat, because I had a fair amount to lose, it would reflect on the scale. But I also educated myself how the scale was affected by certain things such as water, such as not pooing in the morning before weighing myself, such as, you know, having extra carbohydrates, which then hold on to water. So I also knew that there's fluctuations on the scale. And if there is a fluctuation, it doesn't necessarily mean that I haven't lost body fat that week or over the last two weeks. It's probably around this point where you're wondering, okay, now what is the most accurate way or how do we measure our body fat? I I have one of those smart scales and this is me being very honest with you. I don't think those smart scales are 100% accurate because it is calculating those stats of the initial stats that you have input. Is it a good starting point? Yeah, absolutely. It will give you a more or less a, a good indication as to where you're at, but I wouldn't base absolutely all your decisions and emotions and feelings based off what a smart scale is telling you. The most accurate way that you can measure your body fat percentage at home is by using the skin fold calipers. That would be your most accurate way of actually measuring it. 
But again, this doesn't mean you must rush out to the shop and go and buy the skin fold calipers and push them up against your body and have no clue how to use them and go into a panic. No, no, no. Just start by taking your centimeters of your body. Start by building the courage to start taking photos of yourself. Try on a pair of old jeans that you haven't put on for ages because they've been too tight. Use those as non-scale ways of measuring your progress. Then you can also look at other ways of measuring your progress. So you can look at performance. How is your performance with the exercise that you're doing? How is that improving? You can look at improvements in your heart rate, your resting heart rate. That's a very good area as well because it has absolutely nothing to do with your body composition and everything to do with your health, which at the end of the day for me should be priority number one improving your health. To recap, your fat loss is a reduction in fat within your body and your weight loss is an overall reduction of weight. And that number on the scale can be affected by multiple, multiple different things. I don't want you only to base your progress on that number on the scale because you could very well be losing fat but you might not lose weight the same week that you have lost fat. There could be water in your body that is reflecting on the scale as weight. And that doesn't mean that you haven't lost fat. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. P.S. If you want to sign up to my next program that starts on the 20th of Feb, go do so now. MandyMayer.com. Much love. Your friend who can also be your accountability buddy if you sign up. Mandy.